Holly G with the Golf Insiders for the uh, first edition as we are two weeks into the PGA Tour season since the brief holiday break and uh, we're going to break it all down and get his prognostications for the uh, upcoming season, wraparound season. As always, it's uh, great to have Bob Herrig from SportsIllustrated.com, SI.com with us today. Hey, Bob. Hello. Thank you. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Same. Thanks. Uh, well, as we always say, we just sort of take a deep breath and we're right back into into the swing, if you will. Right. So the tour just finished two weeks in Hawaii. A tale of two tours, right, with those two tournaments, Bob. A peek at what's to come between the elevated events and regular season events. Your uh, observations on the last couple of weeks. Right. Well, this this past week, the field was just okay, and it didn't help when when uh, Jordan Spieth missed the cut after leading after the first round, you know, very unusual yes. circumstance. Um, and to your point, yeah, we're going to see some events that don't have as great a field. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not yet convinced it's going to be any, anything different than it's been before. Um, you know, this week's event has a good field, um, five of the top seven in the world. It's not an elevated or designated event. Tory Pines is looking the same way, uh, also not a designated event. I, I think what we're going to see is that these guys are, who, you know, they have to play three others, you know, the top guys, the pip guys, and I think the wealth will get spread around a little bit so that the tournaments that are not designated events, at least a good number of them, will still have very representative fields. And then we're going to have what we always have. You know, we always have had events where the field was weak, you know, where it just didn't get as many guys to show up. And Sony was sort of that. I mean, 19 of the 39 guys went from, um, you know, from Maui to Honolulu, which is a pretty representative number typically. You know, usually about half the field makes the trip. Um, you know, it's just that there weren't a lot of the top guys who made the trip. I think Spieth was the highest-ranked player. They didn't have any top ten guys. Now this week we have, you know, we have seven in the top ten. Five of five of the top seven, I guess it is. So, you know, I, I think as we go, we have to give this sort of a chance to see how it how it works out. And, you know, I, I think for the most part we're we're going to be pleased with with the results of these changes because, you know, we know we've basically got 20 events out of 34 in. Uh, in, you know, in this calendar year that are going to have, like, all of the top players. And you could never be assured of that before, you know. And so that means there's 14 other events. And those 14, my guess is seven of them for sure will still have very good fields. And I think this week and next week would be two of the seven. And, you know, I think you'll see the Dallas event have a really good field. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Valspar had a decent field. You know, so all of a sudden now you're kind of filling in the gaps, and there's not that many that aren't that great. So, and, and frankly, that's what, uh, uh, what, what we've always faced. When you have so many tournaments, you're just not going to be able to get everybody at all of them. 
you know, the Sony uh, actually had a pretty exciting finish on Sunday, you know, with Siwoo Kim coming from three shots back. He very uh, humbly said, it's hard to win on the PGA Tour. And he said, "Any, you know, one of these guys could win. The, the competition is, is, you know, very deep. Uh, and it, it, you know, proved to be an exciting finish. Perhaps not, you know, the names we're used to seeing, but, um, you know, we talk about this week to week. And, oh, by the way, this was a guy, I call him a kid. Um, he's just 25 years old. He earned his PGA Tour card at the age of 17 and won a player's, you know, at 21. Exactly. I mean, look, uh, um, it's sometimes, you know, and I'm part of it, the media makes a little bit too much out of the strength of field. You know, there's still a lot of good golfers. You know, this guy's one of players, and Hayden Buckley was trying to win his first tournament. And there was Chris Kirk up there, you know, who's had who's had his ups and downs and, you know, talked very openly about depression and, you know, it would have been an incredible story if he'd have won. You know, and to my, you know, I've made this point and written you know, there's been this narrative out there that we're going to bunch have a bunch of haves and have not tournaments, and you know how how are the lower guys going to make it when everybody's playing in these elevated events? Well, I mean, here's a tournament that didn't have the top is is top heavy of a field, but it still paid 500 FedEx points to the winner. The week before it was 550. It's not that big of a difference. If you can do well in some of these tournaments, you have just as good of a chance to get to the FedEx Cup playoffs is somebody who plays nothing but the big events. In fact, you might argue that it's easier because because some of the bigger names are out of the way and you'll be able to, you know, you might have an easier path. Uh, and in the bigger events, while there's a few more FedEx points, uh, you know, it's not, but it's, it's not substantially more to, to, that it couldn't be overcome. So, um, you know, I just... Uh, uh, I, I think we, we've got an interesting year ahead. And, and your point was still a compelling tournament at the end. You know, Siwoo Kim had a heck of a back nine. He, you know, he chipped in. He made a long putt. Um, you know, he, he overtook uh, Hayden Buckley, who, who had every chance to birdie the 18th at the time and wasn't able to do it. It was pretty good stuff. Yeah, I agree. So we turn this week to, uh, to the uh, California swing. The tour is at PJ West Stadium Course out in uh, in Palm Desert, where uh, the weather is typically quintessential. But we have an unusual situation with Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay possibly being able to both become world number one at the Amex Championship. Yeah, um... I don't know exactly what the, uh, you know... Permutations the, are? Yeah, you know, there's several of them. But, you know, Rory hasn't been hasn't been playing. And, um, and he's not in the field. He, he's not, exactly. In fact, Rory is waiting a week. He's going to play in Dubai next week. Um, there's been, obviously, a lot of... Um, um, there's been a lot of... Uh, clamor here recently about the world rankings um, and um, you know it's funny Rom John Rom who won uh, the week before in Maui 
you know, obviously incredible comeback on Morikawa. I believe he's won three of his last five starts, and he's barely budged in the world rankings. And part of that is because he's played two tournaments that have limited fields. And they have been heavily discounted now in this new world ranking system where, you know, before I think they were way overrated. Mm-hmm. They had too many points. Now they might have gone too far the other way because Rom actually got less points for winning Maui than Siwoo Kim did for winning the Sony. And the reason that he got more the Sony is it's a deep field. Right. Which you we know? talked so about. That's, a, that's become another controversy, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, just eye test right now, Rom's playing as great as anybody. Rory... Rory hasn't even won, you know, Rom's won three times, three, at least twice, but maybe three times since Rory last won. Right. And and, and Rom, who is playing in Palm Springs, doesn't have a, a, a path to number one this week with the numbers. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's too far back. It's, yeah. And he's got a, he's got a, he's got a good gripe. Now, listen, I was one who fully was on board with the way, the, the, the change that, meant that the entire field is now ranked. I don't know if you want to get into the weeds on all this, but, you know, before they only counted players in a field who were in the top 200. Um, uh, And so, uh, you know, so in other words, let's say you had, um, let's say you had last week's tournament, which I guess was, I think it was 144 players. All right, if only 50 of the players in the field were ranked among the top 200 in the world, those would have been the only players who counted towards rating the field, which isn't exactly. It's sort of like it's it's almost in a weird way like your handicap. Sure. How you throw you know you throw out the twenty worst scores, or maybe I guess it's the ten worst scores. You take the top ten, and then you throw out the worst twenty. I mean that's how your handicap is established, but it's not a total representation of how you play. You know because if you if you shoot ten seventy fives and ten eighty fives. All the 85s are gone, and your handicap is based on 75. Well, we all know that you had, it's not, it doesn't quite work Represent that way, but yet that's how, that's how your number is determined. Well, in the world rankings, they rated a field based on a small, on a, on a number of players, and, and, and you could have had everybody outside the top 1,000, uh, and, and still it would have been based on 50 guys in the top 200. That was not a good system. And and so they've expanded it, and they and, and by and by giving points to every player in the field, a smaller field is going to get less overall points. It's just you know math. But but when you've got a top-heavy field like you had at the at the century, and a guy isn't being rewarded, though that's maybe a problem too. Yeah, so. and, and Rom has, uh, for obvious reasons, been somewhat vocal <laughs> about uh, about the system and. You know, they continue to tweak it, and we continue to try to make sense of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we've got 10 of the top 20 players in the world that are going to be teeing it up in the desert in Palm Springs. What do you see happening in this tournament and as the, you know, tour starting to you know, get get its, get its rhythm, if you will, Um for the next couple of months leading up to, um, oh, yes, not only the players, but the Masters. We already saw those commercials over the holidays. Well, you know, this week's event has always been, you know, um, 
I believe we're only down we're down to two courses now. It used to be three. Way back in the day, it was four. It was a five-round tournament with four courses, and and you know you played all four, and then and then on the final day that everybody went to one. Now it's I'm pretty sure they're just playing two courses: the the PGA West and the PGA uh, Stadium course, I believe. Right. Um, both right there at the same place, and you know the, these these guys have amateur partners and. And uh, and then there's a cut to the weekend, um, but but you know this has always been like kind of birdie fest golf, typically really nice weather. Um, you know David Duval shot a 59 at this tournament one year. Uh, it's it's meant to be a place to have have uh, have some have some fun and get, make a bunch of birdies. And I don't know if you know if you remember last year. It's kind of interesting. Rom. He was caught on a microphone walking from a green to a tee, and he made a very derogatory comment about, you know, he, he, he was basically upset that the setup was, was so benign mm. last year. Um, you know, I think he, 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 just, he, he was just muttering under his breath it was too easy. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, that's the nature of tournaments that have pro-ams that, as part of the tournament. You can't have these guys playing these – you know, on a de- it can't be a death march for them. So, you know, you hope the weather's nice. It's always really scenic, and and it's nice to have a, a bunch of good players in the field. Um, you know, this is a <laughs> this is a tough weekend with with the NFL playing on both days again. Uh, you know, so it's um it's it's kind of a you know it's almost like a soft launch for the PGA Tour. They they got a lot of competition for eyeballs right now. Um, but that doesn't mean these tournaments aren't good. Yeah, agree. So it was announced the new Player Advisory Council, uh, Will Zalatoris and Max Homa among some of the additions, Bob. As we know, this is you know how uh, players uh, impact things are done on the PGA Tour, and uh, there's there's a lot of conversation about oh you know does the pack really you know do anything have any you know real effect. But, uh, you know, the whole Greens Reading Books thing last year came out of, you know, the uh, Player Advisory Council. And, you know, these guys, it's how they work their way up to the PJ Tour board. You know, the likes of uh, Roy McIlroy and apparently Patrick Cantley, too. So I guess he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Exactly. Uh, you know, Adam Scott got on there. And, you know, there has been some criticism and consternation over you know, do they really have much influence? Um, you know, I, I would suggest that it's been lukewarm over the years. You know, that clearly some of these things that we've seen here of late, and some of the some of the uh, uh, you know the negativity, the the the, the um, you know the, the angst over you know guaranteed money or this or that or whatever. I mean, that had to have come up in meetings, right? And and nothing ever happened, Agreed. you know, and and so until it just an entity it, called Live Golf came along. Yeah, and you know, I don't know that Phil ever served. Phil Nicholas never served on one of those things, so you know, maybe part of that's on him for not getting more involved. But um, you know, it just makes you wonder. I mean, uh, it, it it took Tiger and Rory coming together, kind of outside of all that, to 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 get something done this past year and it sort of makes you wonder about the um 
you know, how much juice these guys have. That said, a guy like Adam Scott and Patrick Cantlay, those guys have opinions, you know, and, and they've not always been like rah-rah for the PGA Tour. So I have a sense that, you know, when something comes down that they don't like, they're going to say it. We're going to hear about it. And I, I think it also, though, uh, proves their, you know, their commitment to the PGA Tour because there have been questions along the way, especially about Patrick, that uh, he might be, you know, persuaded to jump to live. And, uh, you know, even Adam Scott as well because, you know, obviously he's Australian. Uh, so yeah. how do you... Uh, Listen, there was, a, there was a long time there where people thought he was going. Yeah. And... Uh, um, and, and, you know, especially for, given for his relations, especially given his relationship with Greg. Sure. And he's Australian and he's, you know, he's in his forties and, you know, they were talking all this big money. Um, you know, what more does he have to prove type of thing? And I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the fence for a long time, you know, and now he's decided to stick around, um, um, I think this past year may have given Adam the hunger for another major. What do you think? Sure. He had a good year without winning. Yeah. Made it to the tour championship. Um, knows that the time is running out. And, you know, um, I think he was severely impacted by COVID. Um, he had a lot of travel issues. You know, he doesn't live in the United States. Right. Um, coming back and forth was a problem with travel. Um, you know, he had, everybody forgets, he won at Riviera in February of 2020. And what, two or three weeks, weeks later, we were shut down. And he was never really the same after that. You know, it, yeah. it just, it was a, you know, he struggled, you know, because when he came to the U.S., he was leaving his family for a really long time. Um, there was just all kinds of roadblocks. And, um, you know, here we are now three years later. You know, I mean, look at where the time's gone and, and, um, you know, I, I think he feels like I, I need to get after it. And, you know, let, let's be honest, if, you know, you know I've, I've tried to be as fair as possible to live. But if, if you really want to be a, a player in the major championships, I think you have to be competing more against the top players and in more tournaments. And the live guys are, are going to be at a disadvantage in that regard. You know, a bunch of them are going to play here in the Middle East now. You know, some of them are going to play in Saudi, uh, the Saudi International. In fact, most of them are. And then I think they're going to have two live events before the Masters. You know, I mean, that's maybe okay. But, I mean, how many of them are they going to have before the other majors? Are they going to be, you know, I think Adam kind of maybe sees, you know, that, that, that playing this schedule could, could help him in that regard. Speaking of the majors, uh, the fifth major, the Players' Championship, uh, coming around the corner, it seems, in March. We all remember that amazing final round, which was on Monday, uh, played by Cam Smith. Uh, it's going to seem a little strange not having the defending champion there. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, that's the that's the negativity about this whole thing. Um, you know, look, Hudson Swafford was is the defending champion uh, at the Amex. He's not there this week now. Hudson Swafford has played horribly since he went to live. Um, but you know, 
uh, not a huge name, but he's not there this week. We're not going to have uh, Joaquin Neiman at Riviera. You're not going to have Cam Smith at the players. That's the big one. You know, their big, big tournament. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I think what bothers me about it more than that he's not allowed to play, I get the tour stance on that. I don't like the whitewashing of history, you know. Um, um, you know, and, and that's that's a little bit bothersome. It's like, they're going to try to act like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And while I understand their angst over the whole thing, I just think that's kind of poor form. I mean, it's like if, like, did the Patriots, like, wipe out Tom Brady's history because he went and won a Super Bowl for the Bucks? Right. You know, I mean, right. you know, I realize he's in the same league, but still, it's just kind of a weird flex. I think it's beneath them, you know, like, just, you know, it is what it is, this situation. You know, he, he had a great win last year. He's a great player. He made a decision. So be it. You know, he can't play in the tournament. It's a big loss for him, I think. You know, you, get, you don't get to defend a title at a, at a tournament like that. So that's enough of a penalty. Yeah, it, it will uh, it'll be interesting, and it'll be interesting. Some of the questions, Jay Monahan certainly will get in the press room. Um prior to the uh, start of the tournament. Uh, but yeah. if, if my mind serves me, in 2021, the Amex winner was Siwoo Kim, Bob. So there maybe, you, go. maybe yeah. you roll the dice yeah. on Siwoo this this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, can he keep it going? I mean, that's certainly – I I I heard a little golf pool thing, and I picked Sam Burns. Ooh. Who knows? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but um, uh, you know, it's, again, it's a pretty good field. And uh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. I just, I happen to think, you know, that desert golf is really cool. And, you know, we're, the, these West Coast events are some of the most watched or at least, you know, people are snowed in or right. bad weather. I mean, certainly after the Super Bowl, you know, you're going to see – um, uh, you know, well, first of all, Pebble Beach is always there's no there's no football that weekend. Super Bowl weekend is Phoenix. Super Bowl never impacts that. Riviera will be Riviera. So three really really good weeks of golf coming up here after football ends. Torrey Pines will end before is going to end on Saturday, so it won't have the um any impact you know, with the, the Super impact Bowl, there right uh so you know i mean this is kind of the last weekend where you have to worry about it and i i think you're going to see the interest pick up here pretty soon all right well can't wait uh those pictures from uh, palm springs are always great television and pga west uh, one of one of the best in the west bob so as always we appreciate your time Bob Herrick from SI.com. Thanks so much.